Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, I was, uh, I, I, I look at things certain ways and everybody looks at things a different way. And not that we, but we don't deconstruct the word or add to it or take away, but everybody looks at the scripture and they'll see something that maybe somebody else saw a different way. If you look at them together, a lot of times you see exactly the same thing, only at better levels. Many times that's why God designed us to get together and talk about the word. That's why we have faith for life classes. That's why we had Bible study for years. We got together and we talked about the word and we learned every time. Right? Every time. And every time we come here on a Friday night, we should expect to learn. We should be excited to be here, to be online, to be in in Florida. We should be excited about what God has for us because He has good things. Amen? And, And an excited Christian, I don't want to say it's rare, but it's too rare. Amen? So Too many times I wake up unexcited. Right? You guys ever wake up and you're just not excited? We, we should be easy to excite ourselves. Right? We should, we should just think about it for just a minute and think, man, God's got me doing good things here, having a great life. I'm saved and I'm on my way to heaven. And I get to experience the love of God and help others to experience it every day that I get out. Amen? And, and, and what I do, and not just what I do, but what we do as Christians, if we're doing it right, every day our life will affect somebody. Every day. And that's why it's important to do it right. You know, I was looking at something when I was studying today. I was looking on the Internet to how many people in America, just in America, that I went to the world too, but you really can't tell in the world. But in America, how many people say they believe in God? Just, just believe in God. And, and, and it's, it's about 8 out of 10 is what they're saying. It used to be almost 9 out of 10. Now it's at about 8 out of 10. Right? Which is, you know, you'd think, well, that's pretty good. You know, 8 out of 10. It's not good enough because that means 2 out of every 10 are going to hell, which isn't good. God would not be satisfied with that. Amen? He gave his best so that they wouldn't have to go to hell. But their choice. Amen? And so, but out of those eight, only five confess the God of the Bible. The other three believe in some, something more or something else. Not more, because you can't get more. Something else. Amen? They don't believe. And, and, and then I, I wonder how many out of those five believe in Jesus. Amen? How many out of those five are excited to be who God made them to be? Is their life, is, is their reflection in their life from the divine influence of their God? Amen? And Jesus is the divine influencer, and He is the reflection in our life. If we allow Him to, to, to have reign in us and, 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 and look at what He's done at all times... Always keep our eyes on who He's made us to be, who He, where He, where He pulled us from. Amen. Y'all know where you were headed, right? You're not headed there anymore. Glory to God. But better yet, look where you're headed. He pulled us out, and He brought us out to the best. Amen. But but we we should be excited about those things, and we should live such a life in that in that enjoyment. 
Our, our lives should reflect Him in everything we do. When they reflect Him, people's lives are changed. When, when, when we are ref, a reflection of God's goodness, then people's lives are changed. Because you do things without prompting. Right? You know, sometimes people give because they're prompted to give. Sometimes people go to church because they were prompted to go to church. But other times, they're excited about who they are and they go. Sometimes they just start talking. Sometimes they see someone in need. Sometimes they're just, it's just who they are. And that's what we want to be all the time. We want to be who we are. We are children of the Most High God. We have all the ability of God in us, and, and we can bring that ability to the world every day. And, and, that's, and, and that's an important thing. Look at, uh, start in 2 Timothy 3. This is kind of what got me looking at how many people believed in God. Um, it's in 2 Timothy 3, verse 1. It said, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come for sinners. Is that what it says, for sinners? It says for men. How many, how many people are in the man category? Not, not a man, but in, you, you're, you, you categorize as a human, right? Well, this, this verse isn't just talking about people who aren't saved. Amen? You can look in a lot of churches. You can look, I can look in my own life and see things I've done. Anybody ever have been in pride here? Yes. Recently? It's in this list. Uh-huh. <laughs> These are things we want to watch out for. Unthankfulness is a huge problem in the church today. A huge problem. Because if we don't, we're we're like little kids. If we don't get the lollipop on the day we think we're supposed to, we start blaming God and saying, well, why didn't you do this for me? Recently, Ramsey's little, little, one of her little ones um, had a birthday party and they had a birthday party. And he didn't get exactly what he wanted. It's his birthday. I mean, there we got everything. I mean, he's got a blow up. He's got people. He's got cake. And he didn't get one thing that he wanted. He's like, well, I didn't get this. And, and Christians say, well, I wonder why they could be that way. Same way we can. It's called unthankfulness. We're, we're forgetting to look at where we were headed. We're forgetting to see where we're going. And, and we're forgetting the goodness that's all in the middle of that. Amen? And we want, we never want to, we don't want to lose track of the reality of heaven, but you also don't want to lose track of the reality of hell. Because that will, that will cause you to act differently towards people. Because if you think there's a chance they're going to hell, I don't care how much you like them, you'll love them. You'll love them enough to do something for them. It's important. It, it's really important. In the, in the last days there will be perilous times. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. And you can see that. It's, it's, it doesn't say they'll act like they're lovers of their own selves. That's what they are. They've become selfish. And, and, and that's, that's, that, that was true of you and me before we knew Christ. Right? Because before you knew God, you were just like me. You were selfish. Right? When you don't have love, you have the opposite. The opposite of love is selfish. It's all about you. It's all about what you can get. You, when you work, you're working for you. Right? You're working to gain what you can gain, so you'll have the good life, and so you can do whatever you want and feel secure with all your money, and, and everything's about you, me, 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 I, and that's what you're getting. 
And, and before God, that's what we have. But as, as time goes on, people are getting more like this. And they're, getting, they're covetous, they're boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient, disobedient to their parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those who are good. What's that mean? They don't like us. Why? Because we got God. If you got God, you got good. Amen? Because you have the earnest of good in you through the Holy Spirit. He, he's put His love and His goodness in you. So if you got God, you got good. And, and you notice in the world today, people don't like your version of good. Why? Because your version of good requires a commitment to good. <laughs> and so people don't like that. But that doesn't keep us from doing it. Because it's not what we do, it's who we are. If you are full of His goodness, you will react in His goodness. If you're full of His love, you'll react in His love. You'll see in His love. You'll see situations differently than, than somebody who's selfish would. And don't get me wrong, somebody who's selfish does give sometimes. Why? So that people will know they gave. Right? <laughs> they want everybody to know. And if they can get it, they want to sign up that has their name on it. That says, I, I donated this. And, and if they can get it, they want everybody to know how good they are because they gave. Right? Because that's where their identity is. That's where their goodness is in what they gave. Christians don't have to do that. They're just good. Right? They just react. And, and if, if you're doing it to prove you're good, then you're doing it for the wrong reason and you're doing it the wrong way. Because then it's not good. Because you don't need to prove you're good. I don't need to prove I'm Dave because that's who I am. Right? Somebody comes up and says, you're not Dave. I'm like, yeah, I'm Dave. And then I'll do something. They'll say, you really are Dave. <laughs> right? And, and then they, then they see the, the whole package and they're like, whoo, you are Dave. <laughs> yeah. Man. Blessed be Kim. <laughs> Patient be Kim. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. But 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 that you can see these qualities are 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 rampant within more than five to five out of ten people. Truce breakers, covenants mean nothing anymore, right? This is what's going on. There. But what what God's showing us here is watch it, watch it. Don't be one of these. Walk in walk in the light that I've given you. Don't be one of these. You know, at the end of this whole thing says. Let's look, they're traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. In other words, I'd rather do anything before I do for what God wanted. Right? This is way more fun than God. Nothing's more fun than God. I, I never did anything more fun than go to Bible study four and five nights a week. I've never done any more fun, thing more fun than what I'm doing right now unless I make it not fun. Right? Sometimes I can add Dave to it, and it just ruins the whole thing. Right? Don't, don't add Dave to it. Don't add yourself to it. Let God have the whole thing. And He'll show you how to enjoy life. Amen? <clears throat> Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. If you've noticed in the world today, if you watch things going on, if you want to watch the news or just watch things going on in the world, people talk a great game. 
they can make their opinion sound really good. I was watching something the other day, and they said, they said well, we're all praying for this person. And I'm like, you don't even know God. Who are you praying to? And then they ask everybody else to pray for them. Who are you asking? You don't know God. Who are we praying to and what are we praying about? What chance do we have at that point? Why? Well, they have a form of godliness, but no Jesus. No Jesus. No goodness. No mercy. No love. Godliness without love is not godliness because God is love, so it's actually loveliness. Amen? And so without love, it doesn't work. And, and the things we do when we do them, as long as we do them without love, with love, I mean, we will not be selfish. If you do everything you do in love, you won't be selfish. And, and you'll begin to do things for the right reason, with the right heart, and without thought. And I don't mean that in the wrong way, but we need to just be kind without thinking about being kind. Right? Too many times, being kind, giving to the poor, um, Praying for your friend. Those, those are acts that we, we work up and we put them on a list and we say, we got to be kind today. We need to, be the, we need to do this. We need to do this. You know, you're a Christian. You don't need to do any of that. It's in you. you. You, by nature, by who you are, will just do those things if you'll remain thankful, if you'll remain on fire. Amen? You've got to be on fire to desire these things. Because when, 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 we, when we let ourselves back off and we, and we become unstirred, if you will, unstirred up, then, then we lose our new creatureness. New creatureness. That's a, good new, that's a new word right there. You, you, when we lose our new creatureness, we begin to lose the, the things that God's made us to be. Amen? We don't want, the new creature loves at all times. The new creature forgives. The new creature is full of joy and peace. The new creature, the the new person that you've been made to be, by nature, you don't have to work up good works. Amen? You're not doing it so people will know you're a Christian. You're a Christian, therefore you're doing it. Amen? Remember what the Pharisees, it says, where was that? Let's look at it. Matthew 23, 5. Matthew 23, 5, it says, But all their works they do for to be seen of men. They make broad their phylacteries. Phylacteries. Man. What's a phylactery? Who knows? There we go. We're in hillbilly land. We don't got to know. If you got some, don't make them broad. Keep them in God. <laughs> and enlarge the borders of their garments. In other words, they, they, they make themselves as visible as they can be. But what do they say? I want you to see what a great, great man of God I am because of the things I do. I want you to see my works. Now, now on, in contrast to that, Jesus said, shine your light before men that they may see your good works. He didn't say do it so they... He said shine your light and they'll see them. You don't have to make them seen. You don't, and they're seeing, they're seeing the good works God put in you. And what, who are they glorifying? Not the big phylacteries. Right? Right? Not, not, the, not the long borders. They're glorifying God. 
And that's, that's, the, that's what the result of, the, of our actions, uh, the reflections in our life, that's what they should cause. When God's goodness reflects in your life, it should cause His goodness to, to be on other people and to, to, for other people to see it. And they don't see you being good. They see Him being good because if He could do it for you, He could do it for anybody. Right? I mean, if He could, if he could do good in me, He could do it for anybody. He can do good through anyone. Because guess what? No person was better than another before they got saved. They were in the same boat. One wasn't headed towards God and the other wasn't. They were both headed towards hell and God turned the boat. Amen? And there's no person that was not designed by God to be saved. No person. God, and I won't say designed by God, but no person made on this earth that God didn't save. Let's put it that way. He has saved every person. The the work of Jesus Christ is a finished work. It's a matter of choosing Him. It's not a matter, it's not a matter of doing enough work. It's not, and see, that's what people are trying to do. If I could just be good enough. You know, remember what He said. He said, there's going to be a lot of people that say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do? And He, and He, and then they, they start mentioning their works. When they should have said, Lord, Lord, thank you for having mercy on us. Amen? And people that do don't even recognize they're doing. Look at, look at, uh, look at Matthew 25, or 23. Nope, I'm wrong. Matthew 25. Matthew 25. In verse 33. says, and he shall set the sheep on his right hand. How many sheep I got in here? <laughs> you want to be a sheep? Because we're going to read the rest of this and you really ain't going to want to be a goat. Amen? But the goat's on the left. Now think about this. In the world today, what's everybody striving to be? The goat. The greatest of all time. The goat. Everybody wants to be the goat. I do not want to be the goat. I serve the goat. Amen, if you will. And I'm not even going to call him that again because I don't even like that. I serve the greatest of all. Now, he, he, he transcends time. He doesn't need time on the end of his name because he transcended it going forward. He transcended it going backwards. He took away your sin as far as it could reach back and as far as it would ever go. He is the greatest of all. And there is no greater. And that's who we serve. I don't want to be the goat. I don't want to be a goat. I want to be the sheep. Amen. But but look at the look at the 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 difference between the sheep and the goat. Next verse. It says the king shall say to them on his right hand, on his right hand, come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared prepared for you from the foundation of the world. What did I say? He transcends time. He 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 prepared a kingdom for us before we were. That's a faith God right there. That's a faith God. He prepared a place for me before I even was. Well before I even was. Amen. He is the greatest of all. Amen. He said, for I was hungered and you gave me meat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. These are all qualities of a sheep, of a follower. 
Now, I want, to, I want you to think about Brother Moore just did a whole message, a whole week on being him being a good shepherd, us being good sheep. Amen? Awesome. Get it? It's a week of increase. Listen to it and then listen to it again. And then when you're done, listen to it. Amen? But goats are independent. Goats, goats don't want to be in a flock. They're independent. And they'll eat anything you'll put in front of them. They will swallow anything. And they're too dignified to be around sheep. If you put them in with sheep, what they say they'll do is they'll take over because they're above them. So they'll take over the sheep. And so that's why the shepherd separates the goats from the sheep. <laughs> Don't be a goat. Got any goats in here? Don't be a goat. No, no goat. No goat. Amen? But... He was hungered. Put, put the verses back up. He gave him meat. He was thirsty. He gave him drink. He was a stranger. That doesn't say he was strange. Being strange doesn't make you like Christ. Being strange just makes you strange. Well, what he's saying is, I was different and you received me. We used to teach a Bible study and we had several people actually that still, some of them still go to this church. Some of them moved on to other ministries. But anybody that came in to our Bible study, they would befriend them and make them feel so welcome. I mean, they would take them out to eat. They, would, they, they made them feel like they were part. And they didn't do it to gain anything. They did it because they loved them. And see, that's, that's what's happening in these verses. He's saying, you loved me when I was hungry. You loved me when I was thirsty. You loved me when I went and, and gave me drink. You loved me when I was a stranger and you took me in. You loved me when I was naked and you clothed me. You loved me when I was sick and you visited me. You loved me when I was in prison and you came unto me. Glory to God. When, when we walk in who we are, our love shines. His love in us shines. It makes us, it distinguishes us from other people. It doesn't matter if the world's got a form of love. It's not love. Our love is eternal. Our love is everlasting. Our love will fix you. It won't put a band-aid on you. It will fix you. Amen? If you're hungry, it'll make you full. If you're thirsty, it will make you not thirsty. Amen? That, that's what this love does. And, and what, what these, well, look at what these people said right after that. Then shall the righteous... Notice he didn't call them the righteous herds. He called them the sheep. Why are they righteous? They followed him. You want to know what a righteous person does? He follows God. Why was Abraham imputed righteousness? He believed God and he followed God. He believed him and he left his hometown. He believed him. He didn't believe God would make him rich. He believed God and followed him and God made him rich. Doesn't say, doesn't say an Abraham believed to be rich. Abraham heard what God said and he said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I believe you. I believe I'll be the father of many nations. That, that through, your, through my seed, the whole world will be saved. Selfless. A lot of people would think, well, yeah, he just wanted to be rich. No, he didn't want to be rich. He wanted the whole world to be saved. He got the vision of God. He was preaching the gospel. Amen? And when he did that, he followed. Abraham was a follower. Remember what Brother Moore taught? Faith follows. That's what it does. Faith follows. The father of our faith followed. 
What, what a good, what a good uh, role model we had there. Glory to God. But, but he followed. He said, and so the righteous answer him, the, and then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when? What is that? They don't even know when they did this. Why? Because it's who you are. See, when you have to say, Lord, didn't I, it's not who you are. Because if you say, Lord, didn't I do this? Then you're trying to bring, tell Him who you are instead of just who you be. When, when you don't know what you did, it's because that's who you are. He said you did it. And they're saying, well, Lord, when? When, saw we, when, when did we see you hungry? Vision. When did we see you? When did we see you? And that's what he kept saying. When did we see you hungry? When did we see you thirsty? When did, when did we see you homeless? When did we see you? When did we see you that way? And he said, because you saw them that way, you saw me that way. Amen? And what they're saying is, we didn't, we didn't know. That's just who we were. That, that's, that's what you gave us to do. That's what you put in me. That love that you put in me caused me to do those things. Right? That's what she, if you're following God, you're going to do the things God does. You're going to go the places God goes, and you're going to do the things God does. Right? Because He's who you're following. You're not just following Him leading you. You're following His personality, His characteristics. You are a reflection of who He is. His divine influence and the reflection thereof is coming out of you, and, it's call, and, and you're, you're looking at people and you're saying, they're hungry. They're thirsty. I have the ability to fix that. I have the ability to help with that. Why? Because God gave it to me. God gave me that ability. Because He had that ability, I have that ability. And He puts it in us, not just to have the ability, but then to do it. Because remember, there were three people, in fact, is just the parable before this. Three people who had ability. Two of them used their ability. One of them hid it in the ground. These people are saying, we used our ability. And that's what he's telling me. He said, you used everything I gave you and you helped the least of these. Glory to God. He said, you loved without thought. If, you, if you'd have thought about it, then, then you wouldn't have been doing it for the right reason. But when you just love, that's who you are. Like, I don't have to wake up and wonder if I love Kim in the morning. <laughs> well, I want to love her today. She was pretty mean last night. She did make me a birthday cake, though. I'll love her today. No, we don't. We don't. When you, when when it's really love, it just is. And, and when you when it just is, the results just be. And th- and that's what they're saying. The reason we we gave you when you hungered, the reason we gave you when you were thirsty, was because of the love you put in us. Because you love those people, we love those people. And he said, exactly, you gave to the ones I loved. You cared about who I cared about. And that makes you the sheep. That makes you righteous. Amen? That puts you on the right hand, which is where we want to be. And he said, the righteous will answer, saying, Lord, when saw we hungered and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When, when did we see you a stranger and took... And took you in, or, or, or naked and clothed thee, or when saw we sick, or in prison and came to you. Why? Because it's uncommon love. It's uncommon. 
because they loved without the kind of love that the world has is common love. It wants to be recognized, and it's common because it doesn't work. It commonly doesn't work. God's love always works. Amen. And and, and that's that's the difference. And the, these people weren't saying, "Well, yeah, sure we did." They're not saying, "Yeah, this that's yeah, you're right, God. That's what we did." No. He said, they just, they, they couldn't believe they had done it. But on the flip side, the goats couldn't believe they hadn't done it. <laughs> Go to the goats. He says, and the king shall answer unto them, say, verily into as much as you've done it unto one of the least of my brethren, you've done it unto me. And then he shall say to them on the left hand, the goats, the independent, dignified, not part of a flock. Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Because they needed a reason to do something. See, they, 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 he said this very same thing to them, except for you didn't. When I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When I was thirsty, you didn't give me a drink. And, and at the end of it, they say, well, Lord, when did we not do this? Well, what are they really saying? They're saying, if we'd have known it was you, we'd have done it. You know, I think there's people sometimes in churches that do that. They, they groom church members. They see somebody and they think, well, they'd be a good church member. No, I wouldn't want them at my church. Right? And, and that's really when, when you have uh, selective love, that's what begins to happen. Because what? Well, your church can't grow because you only want certain people in it. Who do we want in the church? Everybody God wants in it. The hungry, the thirsty, Right? The, the, the ones that God wants. The one, you know, Jesus, you know why he ate with the, with the uh, publicans and the sinners? Because that's who invited him. I was, I, years ago when I first started going back to church, I, I went in the, the church we went to and I looked around and I'm like, God, and I'm not going to say what I said exactly. I'm going to say, God, where are all these people? And he said, they don't need me. He said, these are the people that needed me. He said, the rest are at home. And I thought, how sad. Because what? Because it's the people who love God, the people who want to be His, the people that want to be here, that are here. The people, and and see, that's the Pharisees are saying, why does He eat with publicans and sinners? And He said it. He said, I didn't come to call the righteous. I came to call sinners to repentance. That's your your answer to why did He eat with publicans and sinners? Because that's who He came to save. And they were some of them and didn't even know it because they were goats. Amen? Right. They're like, we were doing this. Even if you do a work and there's no love, it has no reward. Remember what he said when they talked about fasting. They, 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 they scrunch their face and, and they, get, they get all their reward. When they pray, they do it to be seen. that They get all their reward. Anytime you're only doing it for the wrong reason and there's no love in it, first of all, you'll pray just like they did. Thank God I'm not like them. No reward and no help. The things that God gives reward for are the things done in secret. I mean, the things that you're doing in your life today that you don't even recognize. When you walk into work and you be who you are in Christ, you just made a difference. You, didn't, you don't have to shout, I'm a Christian from the rafters. You just need to be who you are. You'll feed the hungry. You'll give, you'll give water to the thirsty. You, that, why? They're in that room. 
Every person that doesn't know Jesus is hungry and thirsty. They're looking for something, and the devil's got a counterfeit to every bit of it. And we read it in First Tim- or, yeah, in Timothy there at the first. That's the counterfeit. It's a form of godliness that denies the power. Amen? And if he can get people to do that, but everywhere we go, if we'll be the sheep, if we'll be the righteous that we are, you weren't made righteous just so you could go to heaven. You were made righteous so you could follow God and others could follow you. Amen? You were made righteous by the blood of the Lamb, and and now because you're the righteous, you can feed the hungry. You have something to offer them. You can give to the thirsty. You have something to offer. Before that, you had nothing to offer. And without love, you still have nothing to offer. These these people, the the sheep did it because they loved God, and they loved God's people. The, The goats didn't do it because they didn't love people, and they just wanted to be a show. I mean, the, the end result is they're like, when didn't we do this? Where were you? If we'd have saw you, we'd have came and prayed for you. Why didn't you pray for all the rest? You want to do something for God that's great? Love other people. You, you want to be great in the kingdom of God? Love other people. Don't look for what you can do in the church. Don't look what you can do on the platform, don't look how big your ministry can be. If every person, think about this, if five and ten people, right? So what's that, 500,000 in a million? Glory to God, we're getting bigger. What if 500,000 in a million win one person to the Lord every day? What if five million lead one person to the Lord every day? You know, people say, well, we got to get them all in a group and preach to them. You don't. You gotta live. You gotta do what these people were doing. They were feeding the hungry. They were, they were giving drinks to the thirsty. They, they were welcoming in the stranger. Amen? Christianity is the most proactive thing you ever should be doing in your life. It's, it's proactive. Everything you do, you should go. He didn't say go into all the church and preach the gospel. Because the people who need the gospel aren't in the church. People in the church are saved. I mean, you may get a stray one every now and then that walked in that somebody invited, and that's great. But it didn't say go and invite people to church. It said go into all the world and preach. How do you do that? You have food for the hungry. You have drink for the thirsty. You welcome the stranger. You be the love of God. We walk in that love, and when we walk in that love, we make a difference everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. And and when we make that difference, we draw people to God. Amen? And that's what we're trying to do. Because the goats, they're not doing it. They're, They're not looking for what they can do for God. They're looking for what God can do for them. Amen? God saved you, and that's great. He saved you, He saved me. And He did that for you. Now He wants you and me to go out. And be that light. Do you think that was a church verse when he said, shine your light before men? You can shine it in the church. You just make the church brighter. Because the church is full of a bunch of lights. But when you shine it in the darkness, when you shine a light in the darkness, amen, then, then you'll change the atmosphere of the darkness. Why? Because the darkness will have to go. 
And people will be able to see the, the, the manifest presence of the goodness of God wherever you're at. What a, what a great thing to be. And, and that's what God was saying. He said, you'll do this even to the least of these. You, you, didn't, you didn't have to have somebody great and big there to feed them. You didn't have to have a huge crowd. You went to one. And that's what he said, one of the least of these. If, if, as you've done unto one of the least of these. Why? Because if we just do one every day, man, at the end of the week, you'd, you'd have seven people. Right? And then you can't invite them to church. Why? Because church is great. You'd be around a lot of people just like you now. Amen? It's a good place to go. But you've but you got to catch them first. You've got to hook them first. You've got you to love them first. Amen? Because it truly is a true statement when somebody said, nobody cares what you know until they know that you care. And that's what God, that's what God was saying to the ones on his right hand. He said, you cared. You cared about my people. And you did something about it. Amen? Because this, this is who we are. How, how do we know who we are? I mean, look at, what was it in 1 John? It says, we know that we've passed from death unto life. Why? Because we love. Because we love. Why? Because before you didn't love. There's a difference in us now. And if, if we're not showing it, then we're not loving. We're not passed from death unto life. When, when we truly are born again, we literally should be a change in our life. There should, I mean, there should be a different reflection than there was the day before. If we're truly saved, then our lives should be a, 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 an image of the goodness of God everywhere we go and, and, and a picture to somebody else to see and a light to shine so that they can see. Amen? It's not enough to say, I'm saved, now I'll go to church. I'm saved, now I'm going to be saved. I'm going to be a Christian. I'm going to be a light. I'm going to be food to the hungry. I'm going to be water to the thirsty. I'm going to be a, a, a friend to the stranger. I'm going to be who God wanted me to be to these people all along. Amen? Because when, when we do that, then, then we act like the Christian. People say, well, you mean I'm supposed to give to every person with a sign down the road? No, you're supposed to give to the ones God tells you to. But you have to be open. The goat looks at that person and says, ain't given to them. And little did he know, that was Jesus standing on the side of the road. Right? I mean, I've done I'm like, why don't they go get a job? No, no, none of you have ever done that, so I'm just going to tell you I did it. Don't ever do it because it's not the right thing to do. Why don't they go get a job? <laughs> they had to pass by five places that have hiring signs to get to the corner they're standing on, why don't they go get a job? That's not okay. You just judge them. Maybe they didn't get a job because they just don't know what they can do. They don't, they don't, maybe, maybe they're just confused. Maybe they need somebody to love them for a minute. And then maybe you'd get yourself in a place or I'd get myself in a place where I could say, hey, why don't you get a job? By the way, I know where there are some. Then they might listen to you. But if you just go down the road and say, get a job! <laughs> it won't witness to them. And you know what else won't witness to somebody? Get a job when they're hungry. You know, one thing I always check with people is, have you eaten today? Have you eaten today? 
Because you know what? No matter what else is going on in your life, if you're hungry, you don't think right. You don't see right. And things won't go right. Amen? And, and, and if you can get them just a minute away from their victim mentality and get them to a victor mentality just to see, just to see for a minute that they could be something more. And that doesn't mean go to every person on the road. Be led. Be led or you're going to get hurt and you're going to do something dumb. Trust me. Done it. Amen? And we're not throwing money at a problem to get it to go away. Right? We're giving money to somebody because they're hungry. What are you doing? You're feeding the hungry. Maybe they need a bottle of water. What what if we all just kept a bottle of water in our truck? You thirsty? I got a bottle of water right here. Because if you can get them to drink the water, you can give them what they're really thirsty for. So what they're really thirsty for is to know the goodness of God. And if you can get them to meet their physical need, you'll get to their spiritual need. And that's, that's what these people were doing. And the goats... They didn't care about people. They cared about themselves. And and all they cared about was, how did we miss that? Because if if we'd have known it was Jesus, uh, we'd have surely prayed for him. Right? It's like, uh, that's being a respecter person. That's like people walking into your back doors, and one person over here doesn't have money, and one person here over here has money, and they both have the same disease. Well, let's pray for the person with money. That's what that is. And we're not doing that, right? We're not respecter of persons. We're going to love. All we have to do here, it's, let's make it real easy. All we have to do is love everybody that God loves. There you go. We can make this simple. All we have to do is love every person that God loves. If you can go by somebody and say, well, God doesn't love them, then that's the person that you can stop at. So I'm guessing we'll never stop, right? Glory to God. He's a good God. He, he wants us to do good things, and He's put things in us to do good. Amen? He, he's, he desires us to do the good things. And, and when, we, when, we, when we walk away from those things, then when we stay, step back from those things, when we look at them wrong, and, and they said the same thing that the, that the sheep said. They said, when did we see you? But it was a different heart. One was saying, Lord, we don't remember. You just said we saw you, but we don't remember seeing you. The other was saying, you said we saw you, but we don't remember seeing you. Same sentence, totally different meaning. One loved him, one didn't. Amen? Look at, uh, I was just looking at it. Look at Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6. Verse 7, I think. We'll close with this. In, in verse 6, he's talking about people that have walked away from God, actually. And then here he says, if they fall away... Yeah, we don't, yeah good, I don't want to read 6. <laughs> for, the, for the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh off upon it, and brings forth herb meat... For them whom, whom it is dressed, receive the blessing from the Lord. In other words, rain comes. There's going to be two kinds of ground. The next kind of ground is the same ground. This, this, this is the difference between sheep and goats. Right here. Verse 8. But that which bears thorns is rejected and is nigh unto cursing. And its end is to be burned. Now what's he saying here? He's saying, rain on a good heart and you're going to get good fruit. 
rain on a bad heart and you're going to get bad fruit. Amen? And, and that's what he's saying. We are, we have good seed in us. It, when we receive the, the water of the Word, when we receive the rain from God, He's raining on everybody. Every person in the whole world, the just and the unjust, the righteous and the unrighteous. The word just means righteous. The righteous and the unrighteous. He's raining on all of us. One is going to bear good fruit. And people say, well, the unjust, that means unsaved. No, it means unjust. Right? you got people in church that are doing nothing for God. Why would he call somebody an unprofitable servant? They were a servant, but they were doing nothing for God. It is not impossible to be sitting right here and never fulfill what God's got for us to do. We have to remain vigilant. We have to remain strong. We have to be looking, and we have to have that love in front of us every moment of every day so that we don't miss an opportunity. We don't miss it when Jesus passes by, when He puts that opportunity in front of you, and you see it and you say, that's the Lord. I'm helping here. And you just know that it's the Lord. Amen? The other day, I, I won't say the other day, it was a while back, but I'm sitting in my office and somebody calls me and says, hey, there's somebody out here that wants to see a pastor. And I don't know what I was doing, but it couldn't have been as important as somebody that wants to see a pastor. But my mind thought, what in the world do they want? Don't they know what I'm doing? Now, I didn't let my mind think that. Don't get me wrong, but it still thought... See, if you you got flesh, and you're going to think stupid things, but you have the love of God in you, and you can override that just like that. And I got up out of my chair, and I walked out there, and got to pray with somebody, and they got saved. Glory to God. What if I'd have went with Dave's flesh? What if I'd have went with the goat? Instead of the greatest of all time. Missed out on that, wouldn't I? And God would have said, He was hungry. You didn't feed Him. He was thirsty. You didn't have anything for Him to drink. But instead, He left shouting. He left shouting. Glory to God. Why? Because God saved Him. Had nothing to do with me. He was looking for a pastor. I just happened to be the pastor that was right close. Could have been Kevin, could have been Susan, could have been anybody here. It's just a matter of being and allowing that love to do what it does. Glory to God. Because we have that love in us. And when, when, we, when, we, when we allow the water of the Word, the rain of God, to, to, to saturate us, then what comes up is good fruit. It's good for, for people. It, and, and you know, the, what, the, what, what I like about this verse is, is in verse 9 he says, but, but beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation. You know what should be happening in our lives? Things that accompany salvation. You know what accompanies salvation? Faith, hope, and love. Those, those accompany salvation on a regular basis. Peace accompanies salvation. Feeding the hungry should accompany salvation. Giving to the thirsty should accompany salvation. These are things that should accompany, they should be in our lives on a regular basis. We shouldn't wonder if we're going to do it. We should expect to do it every day. 
How many know if five and ten people are all that's serving God right now, that means there's five and ten that aren't? It's a perfect match. Right? If five of us go out to meet five of them, we should have ten when we're done. That's what we're looking for. Amen? What was the old song, if each one reach one? And, and that's what we're talking about. Yeah, it's great when we can stand up here and preach and, and somebody comes forward and, and is saved, and that's awesome. But you know what? More people get saved outside the church than inside the church. I mean, I'm thankful that I walked the aisle when I was seven and got saved, and, and, and I was saved. That was awesome. But since then, I, I've gotten to, pre, to pray with a lot of people then led them to the Lord and more, way more outside the church than inside the church. In fact, the man I prayed with the other day never came in the church. We prayed in the parking lot. And we rejoiced in the parking lot. And we shouted in the parking lot. And he shouted all the way out of the parking lot. Glory to God. God's good. And, and, he, and he puts those, those opportunities in our life every day. And, and if we'll take them, if we'll take them, someday when this all happens, it says at the end of the age, the, the, the nations will all be gathered before him. And he'll separate them out, the sheep from the goats, the sheep on his right right hand, the, the goats on his left hand. And, and, and he'll look at us and he'll say, well done. Inherit what I had for you before the foundation of the earth. He, wanted, he expected me to love those people before I was ever born. Why? Because he knows what he can do in a heart. He knows what he can do to every heart that's in this room tonight, that's in Florida tonight, that's watching. He knows what his love will do if we'll let it happen. Amen? Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Got any goats in here? If I do, you can be saved. Tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's a good God, and, and, and His goodness in us should, should reflect out of us. And, and it should shine into people's lives on such a level that, that people notice and they see the good works and they glorify Him because, because why? They know that couldn't be you. I, I, I see people all the time that, that met somebody that I knew years ago. And they tell them what I do now, and they go, no, that's not Dave. Why? Because only God could change my life. Only God could change your life. That's what He does. I wasn't any worse than anybody else. I just wasn't being saved. I was being an idiot. Amen? See, the wasp even wants some word. Thank you, Lord. He's a good God, and, and, and that love's in us. If you're in here tonight, maybe you haven't been operating in that love or letting that love operate in you. And that's really the bigger thing. That love's bigger than you are. You have to yield to it and allow it to operate within you. And as it does, it'll change your life and your light will begin to shine. And as your light shines, it, it, how many know that if you go in a dark room, you start shining light, it changes the whole atmosphere of that room. You can see everything that's going on when that light shines. Glory to God. You got a song, Miss Cheryl?